You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Hey, what's up, everyone? I'm Matt Migaki, the vocalist of Cryptopsy and the host of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast, where I sit down with fellow metal musicians. We talk all about their lives and music while sharing killer craft beers. If you've ever wanted to sneak backstage and share a beer with one of your favorite musicians, well, Vox and Hops is the podcast for you. This week on the podcast, I had an amazing conversation with Morgan Lander and S.J. Jones about Kitty Pig. There is this episode and over 450 other ones to help you enjoy life, metal, and craft beer. So what are you waiting for? It's time to become a Vox and Hops head. Cheers. The Daily Music Business Podcast. The content of this episode of the Daily Music Business Podcast comes from a video on the YouTube channel of Outer Loop Group. Go to outerloop.group backslash YouTube to subscribe. For Outer Loop Coaching's free seven steps to getting signed PDF, please visit outerloopcoaching.com today. Let's dive in. Uh, Revenue streams, 2020, there's a lot of optimism going into this year about the growth of uh, uh, online streaming income, that sort of thing, it seems like that is going to continue to grow in 2020, but it's not going to make up for the touring income. Um, what, are you kinda, what are you looking at as far as revenue streams are concerned uh, for the rest of this year? Yeah, I mean, I think it's doubling down on what works that isn't touring related. I mean, you know, for a successful touring artist, uh, you know, touring revenue along with VIP, and merchandise is probably a minimum of 50% of their business. For some of them, probably skews more 70, 75%. So you're talking about a magnificent chunk. If you are, you know, taking things that are supposed to happen in April, May and moving them to September, October, not the end of the world. If you're talking about, you know, taking a band that was supposed to go from April through September and not being able to replace that in any capacity. There's a bit of a challenge there. So the things that we are doing is saying, okay, we can only control what we can control. Right now, you know, the forecast is uh, stuff has been moved, you know, the stuff that was on sale. So let's just keep the mindset that it is moved until that time period and it's not canceled. Um, and then what can we do? I mean, Iceland Kills is a robust online merchandise business. We're focusing on ways to continue to push that. Um, you know, we're actually investing money in trying to acquire new fans at this point through all of the social platforms, um, you know, with the idea that we can then hopefully encourage them to, uh, you know, do something, preferably paid, but at the very least, just kind of train them so when things do come back, uh, they're ready to act. Um, and then looking at, yeah, some newer opportunities or some things that have been in discussion that are uh, potentially money generating that we now have the ability to really dive in, you know, discuss with the artists, make sure that they're on board, make sure, you know, because so many of the things that you're talking about, um, you know, are in the artist's hands. As Eric said, we can lead the horse to water, but we can't make him drink, but we can train him. We can show him what it looks like to drink in terms of other artists that it's worked for and sort of take them step by step through that process. So it's not an all or nothing thing. So, you know, if things stay as they're looking, I think for a certain tier of artists, it's a really exciting time, um, of which Ice Nine Kills is surely one of them. You know, for some of the smaller artists, uh, it's gotta be a challenge. You know, these are people that I've managed tons of developing artists. and It was a challenge to begin with. 
tours aren't even profitable sometimes. So they're going to figure it out. People are resourceful. Um, and look, if $4 gas prices didn't kill developing artists, uh, I'll be in shock if coronavirus does. It killed my wife's SUV, that's for sure. <laughs> so Blasco, are you doubling down on what works, what Mike said? Uh, or are you looking at new fan acquisition? Uh, what's your balance? Well, like I said, I mean, you know, we're just riding, riding out the storm. I, I think our pivot was to go and make records uh, that will come out early next year that we can then ride that wave of like, we all have new records coming out. So we're on the top of a new record cycle. Um, that's, that's sort of where we put our efforts into, um, you know, and I think too, I think if we're just to add on the, on the way out is if we're, if we're, if we're talking to unsigned musicians, um, trying to inspire them, I, I, I would think that the smart way to use this time is to really kind of look at what you've got and give it a real reread give it a real rewrite, you know, give, give it some attention to detail um, because you've got the time now, uh, you know, are your songs the greatest? It, is your, is your art the, the best it can be? Um, you know, you've, you've got a lot of people sitting around right now, you know, whether it's a mix engineer, band guys, musicians, artists, you know, all looking for work. So I think now would be a really good time to spend on fine tuning because, you know, the reality is, is we're not going to come out of this just like it never happened. Like, you know, in terms of a band being able to book a show for any of these guys to get on a plane and go see them is going to be much harder to do. Um, and there is going to be a bottleneck. And in terms of budgets, in terms of anyone getting signed, you know, there's probably going to be a little, little bit of a lag before that happens. So I think, I think really smart way to spend your time right now is just to reevaluate all your, you know, your brand um, and, and your presentation and really kind of fine tune it, take a look around and do the best that you can so that whenever we come out of this, you can really come out swinging um, with, you know, a fresh sort of outlook and, and a fresher look so that, um, you know, you'll be more appealing to it all. And you, maybe you can be in, in, in front of the pack a little bit. I love that idea about, and I'm, I'm, perhaps I'm putting a word in your mouth, but seeking out collaboration uh, a little mm -hmm. bit from other people that will help you make your, uh, your presentation better. Yeah, no, I mean, cause like I said, it's like, if it, it, it's smart to spend this time really putting your brand under a microscope and reevaluating and then what better time now than to collaborate and, and invest in your, in your brand. than whenever there's a bunch of people that are sitting around that could really use the work. So, uh, that's my, uh, suggestion. Carl, can you uh, throw in some ideas, the things that you would suggest to artists who are looking to get your attention in the next few months? Uh, honestly, I wish I had something creative to say. Um, you know, I, I'm doing the right now the, the same thing I normally do. I mean, honestly, mo most of the bands that, that I find are either bands that I've already been looking at or... Uh, guys that I have on the road, bands that, that are already on my label or that I manage, um, bands that they tour with. And they're like, dude, we just played with this band that's fucking sick, you should check them out. You know, I mean, that's been, since since the, the late 90s, that, that's been how I've been doing this. Um, so yeah, it's, it's harder this way. Um, and one of the things that I've wanted to avoid was 
being uh, a Spotify A&R guy where I was like, oh, I like this band and like, oh, other similar artists or fans like this too. And you listen to that, you know, like, like I don't want to just do that because obviously, you know, that's not creative. And someone's already, you know, if it's, it's exciting online, someone's already beat you to it. Um, so I'm not entirely sure what it's going to be right now. You know, like I'm staying in touch with, uh, with all my clients and just been talking about things and what they're doing. And, and honestly, I'm in a weird spot where I've got, uh, a handful of bands that either I was in the process of signing and I'm still trying to figure that out. Um, I mean, legitimately, the one thing we haven't talked about is the casualties of this. Like, um, and maybe I'm in a more unique spot because on, on my record, record label side, I funded myself. But like, you know, I had a band two weeks ago being like, oh, we're supposed to start in the studio. And I was like, you know what, let's pump the brakes on that because the tour that you were going to be on around the record release is now gone and we don't know where that's going to be. And, you know, and you're, you know, it's a smaller developing band with touring has been trickier to find for them. And this was a great tour and now it's gone and stuff like that. And they're like, oh, well, our producer is really pushing us, you know, to not burn him and stay in the studio. And I was like, well, you know, fuck him, because honestly, everyone's getting burned right now. Literally everyone. And, uh, you know, but I had to tell him, it was like, you know, I'm looking at a significant, like, you know, cutback in the revenue that I bring in, things like that. And I was like, all right, so if we can push this, let's do it. And uh, we went back and forth and we spoke a lot and they were like, we really still want to, you know, record the record now and roll the dice and see where it goes. And I was like, all right, let's do it. But, you know, like, I mean, the band is taking some of it on their own to see. And it, that that's kind of a weird spot that, uh, you know, obviously bigger artists aren't necessarily in, but smaller, really, really small bands, any bands that are like maybe, you know, doing a record that somebody like me is going to give them five grand to do or something like that, where I was like, all right you know what my web store is shut down the warehouse won't ship so no money there and my management you know all event-based revenue is gone until maybe september october something like that so you know so you start thinking of it like that and i was like i don't want to commit to anything where i'm going to burn somebody and not have them do work and not be able to pay them so i'm being very upfront with them and, and that sort of thing and in turn i have to be upfront with my artists and be like we might have to take a break, you know, like take a second and see where we're going to be. And, uh, you know, that's kind of the reality of where things are at right now. And, uh, you know, I'm lucky enough. I'm in a position where my staff, I'm good to go. I'll make sure that they're paid through this whole thing. And that's cool. Um, and that, that's, that's the most important thing to me. But at the same time, you know, releases are going to have to take, they're all going to get pushed. And, uh, you know, we're going to kind of see where it goes. So I think I derailed that question, but. <laughs> no, but you open up like a whole bunch of other new topics. Uh, can I throw this to Eric? Like, Eric, do you have any artists on uh, Hopeless that are like that small to midsize that you might have some fear that you're going to have trouble with their motivation, especially if they were on that same sort of trajectory that Carl was talking about, about to go in studio, about to release, getting all excited, and then nothing, you know? Yeah, I mean, look, uh, I have that worry. Sometimes we're not in a, uh, uh, in, in a pandemic. 
Um, there have been some smaller artists that were lined up to go, and we had an artist that that sadly was just about to start their record and had to fly all the way back home to Australia. You know, and uh, just that just comes up. You know, how can we get back in the studio? How do we do it? Um, you know, finding that availability, yeah, it slowed things down a bit. But I think the way we're looking at it is that, you know, it's sort of this is what it is. I can't change it. How do we get this back on track? And if and and you know, I think the conversation: Are we losing momentum? Everybody's in the same position, right? So again, we go back to the only opportunity you really have right now, if you're not in the studio creating, is to I think Blasco said it like rewrite. You know, look at the songs, have conversation with the the new producer uh, about what what we're looking at. At the same time double down on, on what you were doing prior. So uh, I, I want to avoid any motivate, you know, non-motivation or people being unmotivated, I guess is the word I'm looking for um, by just saying, look, okay, this isn't happening. Let's get the timeline reset as soon as we can. So there's no question mark, no gray area. And then let's do the things we can do, the things we can control during that time. So yeah, I have a couple artists that are in a not perfect situation um, and I have a few that we were lining up, you know, that are a little more um, singles based artists that, you know, this slows things down. But again, we just go back to what can we control and let's focus on that until we can control this other thing. And that's really all we can do. Um, uh, and I wish there was a more fancy way of putting that, but that's pretty direct. Awesome. Andy, uh, Carl had mentioned, and uh, forgive me if I'm putting the wrong word in, in his, yeah. uh, but the idea of uh, uh, he's signing mostly on referrals, you know, getting somebody to say, hey, you got to check out so-and-so. Um, yeah. How much of that is your strategy? And uh, is there anything you would suggest to artists who are looking to you over the next few months that you would suggest them to do in order to get that to happen so that they get your consideration? Yeah. You know, uh, we've signed things that, you know, people, friends I haven't spoken to in five years is like, hey, I listened to this in my car. I don't know what this band doesn't exist in real life here. Uh, we've done that, and we find things that are obviously or moving already and have uh, buzz, and they're incredibly live, or they're coming out of another deal. So it's all, it's all over the place. We don't look one way or another. You know, I always tend to believe that if a song is out there and it's it's great, it's reacting. Doesn't matter what genre lane it exactly uh, sticks in. Is that you know, if it's unique and we we like it, we're going to go after it. So, um, you know. Obviously, these things come from agents. They come from managers. They come from people on this uh, this chat right here. Um, a lot of attorneys. So, you know, we're 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 speaking to a whole uh, group of people. We have a lot of um, people that work at the label that have their ear to the ground that are also out there listening to music. We send people to shows. We have a very very vast team of people across the United States, friends and promoters. We really try to keep on everything because again, we're not trying to uh you know we're not if it's special and it's it's in central florida and there's no people going but we find it to be special and we find the that there to be a lot of talent and we can work with it and we know we can build it you know i think that's another thing that we take a lot of pride on whether it happens first record or second record or third record it's like that's part of developing everyone here on this chat knows what it's like to develop something from zero to 100 and that's that's so it's fun and it's great and Sometimes you have to you have to get down and dirty and find that thing and stick to it, right? So, uh, believing in the artist's vision, right, and and being a good partner, um, because nothing happens overnight. And you know, the one thing I I can say to artists right now, I think um, time is is weird right now because we're all sitting in our homes. And it, but you know, when time is flying by, 
three months to six months is so quick. Like we don't even realize it sometimes. I'm always like, oh shit, it's been four months already. How? You know, um, it, it flies by. So right now it's just a fuck. It's a slog because we're all at home working these insane hours on Zoom and, and phone the phone all day. And we're, we're really trying to help our artists, like Carl mentioned, really give them tools to pivot and have things to do in this time. And uh, a lot of it doesn't feel super intuitive. So it's like, like a menu mentioned here, leading a horse to water. It may not feel natural. It may not feel brand appropriate for certain artists or in their space. But, you know, I think um, it's a slog and, and time has slowed down. But we're going to blink and, and it's going to be, you know, end of summer. Um, and you know, the, the way I look at it, I'm really more optimistic probably than I should be, but I'm, I'm looking to the fall. I'm looking that, you know, that if baseball season can't come around and people can't go see baseball games, we won't have the runway to fall. Cause you know, we're, we're all looking to fall. We're saying our records coming out, but we're looking at the bottleneck. We're like, okay, all the records come in the fall. Everything's going to impact the radio in August. We're looking at all these things, but at the same time, you know, like, uh, we need runway. We need, if there's a show on sale in August, people need to be confident buying a ticket in, in June, you know? So we need that time and we need that confidence. So, um, you know, my barometer has always been the 4th of July or baseball. If we can't get that switch turned on by then, then, then we have even more pivoting than we have to do right now. It's, it's fluid. But my, my encouragement to people is like, it's a slog right now. Time is standing still. Um, but it's, uh, you know, if it was, uh, if, if the circumstance is different, time would be flying by. So, you know, I, I, honestly, I think, you know, one of the things you just said, I, I spoke to a, a friend of mine who's an agent at CAA today and uh, he gave me some perspective and it literally mirrors what you just said. Basically he was like, music is not going to lead the way as far as when we're all back. He's like, but look, if, if they're playing baseball games and, they're, the NFL is back going. He's like, then, then we're back in clubs and we're back in arenas and things like that. And uh, so, yeah, that that's I thought that <clears throat> that made a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. Mike, I got to give you the final word. Uh, advice for unsigned artists and uh, any takeaways from this conversation. I'm I got to say just real quick, just thank you to all of you because I think you guys fart these ideas out that just feel like so rudimentary to you but i think to people who uh, haven't had your kind of experience everything that you're saying can be new and interesting to them and i think sometimes you might not recognize that so i want to thank you all for for all those ideas and and mike anything that you're pulling out of this conversation that uh uh that, that you're going to try to leverage uh, anything that you think other people listening should be leveraging yeah i mean the beautiful thing is there's so many nuggets that have been put into play here um, I've taken away a lot from each of these guys and their strategies. And, you know, really, I think Eric said something early on that's sticking in my head, which is, you know, we don't even know some of the stuff that's still going to change. And so, you know, my motto has always kind of been, you know, great content done consistently over time. I'm sticking to it. I've heard consistency is the name of the game here. So, though there's a lot of, uh, you know, great things that are coming out of this, you know, stay true to yourself, uh, do it consistently. And, you know, Blasco said one thing, which is hone your craft. You know, now you got time. You're not in the rat race. You're not competing. You're not driving, you know, 100 miles an hour down the road trying to beat the, the next guy. You've got time to take two steps back in order to take 10 steps forward. So that's what I got.
You're on mute, bud. Hey guys, I think Paul went on mute, so I think he's probably trying to say, "What an amazing." <laughs> yes, sorry. Yeah, um, we had here. I was unmuting everybody but me. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, thank you all very, very much for taking part. It really was a, an amazing conversation. So thank you for Subscribe today to the Daily Music Business Podcast on your favorite podcast platform. One Hit Thunder is a podcast where we both celebrate and have a good laugh about bands and artists that had just one hit that we all know. Each week, we're joined by a guest from the world of music or comedy to learn more than you ever thought you would about some songs that you can't forget. And we decide if they brought the One Hit Thunder or were nothing more than a One Hit Blunder. Look, if you listen to the show, you're probably going to laugh, and I guarantee you're going to crush next time the bar has music trivia. Tag Team, Jane Child, Meredith Brooks, Looking Glass, Sean Mullins, Eiffel 65, EMF, Crash Test Dummies, Crazy Town, Chumbawamba. We have hundreds of episodes in our back catalog and a new episode each week. So pass the duchy, make sure you're connected, and subscribe to One Hit Thunder wherever you get your pods.